What's up and welcome to Fortitude in 15 with Sam Panich and Parker Yablon, presented by Elevation Nation. In 15 minutes, we're going to talk about what's going on in the real world and give you some tips and tricks on how to activate mental fortitude and conquer the real world. Sammy, what is going on? So, Parks, we got a good topic for today, don't we? Something I think everyone has been struggling with the past year going into the new year. We see a light at the end of the tunnel with the vaccine, but who knows what the workplace is going to look like when we uh, all do get vaccinated. I think today we're going to talk about the social piece that people are missing, not being able to go into the office and having to make their office their homes, which is a very, very unique situation that, you know, everyone, whether you have a job or whether you're in school is going through right now and missing that one-on-one social interaction. So I'm excited. I know you have a different perspective than I do. So I'm excited to discuss it and share it with Elevation Nation tonight. Listen, I mean, this topic is so interesting because, you know, before the pandemic, I was working from home once a week and I loved it. There was something awesome about being able to go and work from home, kind of break up the week. I didn't need to commute all the way out into Virginia. Takes an hour there, an hour back. Could sleep a little bit longer, all that good stuff. And then obviously when the pandemic hit, kind of flipped itself in the sense that I was at home five days a week. And I'll be honest with you, the first two, three weeks, four weeks, it was awesome. It was incredible. You know, you could work from anywhere. I was down in Florida with my parents. I worked my time. And then right from there, I just go and put my shoes on and go for my run or whatever. You know, it just made life really easy. But now I feel like I'm getting to the point where my work, I'm not saying it is being affected because I'm working from home. I just feel as if I'm losing connection with the people at my company because I'm working from home. And I don't know if it's it's a natural thing because we're not physically together. I don't know if it's because, you know, maybe our firm isn't doing enough in that regard or maybe is it just myself and the way I feel about this. So, I'm this is a great topic because I think people have a really you're either on one side of the aisle, you know what I mean? It's either you love work, working from home and you're you're like I don't ever want to go back to the office. Or in the other sense it's like I want to go back to the office in full or some combination of the two. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know if you're really on one side of the aisle or the other. I think there's a spectrum of people, right? So for myself, I love not having to commute anywhere. I think a commute is an extreme waste of time. Yeah, I listen to less podcasts, but I'm way more productive. I do way more stuff with that hour and a half I get back in my day every single day instead of commuting. So that's one thing that I love from working from home, but I am with you. I mean, I miss my friends in the office. I miss the camaraderie. I miss sitting around and, and eating lunch together, uh, the coffee coolers. I know my all my office moms in my Union Square office used to uh, grab me food from different corporate events and uh, sneak me food uh, after work. I definitely miss that. That's the best, dude. That's the best. When you're walking around, someone's like finishing up like a meal or something and they have like trays and trays of Chick-fil-A leftover. Dude, I used to steal, not steal, 
because yeah, it you, was you better watch yourself left, there on that one. It was left food waste, food waste. Yes, well, it wasn't waste because it went to my stomach. But what <laughs> I'm saying is, I literally like around like 2 p.m., 2:30, I would go to like the one floor where it was, and every day just like picking up little cookies, you know, salad, this and that. Oh, I definitely miss it's that. Those, yeah, exactly. It's those little things, but I think. You know, that extra, to me, the trade-off of having an extra hour and a half of my day every day is better and more valuable than that little bit of food or seeing people in the office. I definitely feel less connected. I also think it helps because uh, no one's in the office right now. So there's no like fear of missing out on certain events or situations or talking to people. I think once some people or a majority of people start to go back, if I'm not part of that group, I definitely will feel like, hmm, what am I missing? Are the people there getting an advantage? Are they learning more than I am? Are they connecting with people more? But it's been a while, man. And and to be perfectly honest, I don't know what the future's going to look like in terms of the working world. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think about this a lot just because, you know, I'm, I'm a people consultant by day. So like I, I do this type of things for our clients, you know, thinking through culture and how the workplace can change as a result of the way we're doing work now. But it just, it's interesting because I feel as if I'm losing connection to a lot of the people that I built great connections with at my firm and, you know, in the workplace. And, you know, sometimes I feel like you just, you know, have those meetings where it's just like, all right, we're checking a box to have a meeting and you're not, you know, you're not getting that nice, organic, natural conversation that you would have in a workplace. Whereas in the sense that it's very tactical, it's very inorganic in the sense that it, it's just business and it's just, that's just the way it is. But there's something special about being able to see people one, you know, walk from meeting to meeting and run into random people and there's something nice about that that I truly definitely miss and it's funny because we're reading that book we were you know you just finished it I'm finishing it up soon and tell the people what it's called Parker Sam it's called the billion dollar loser about the founder of WeWork he is an incredibly I don't even know how to explain who he is you just got to read the book but he built this business in the sense that everyone who was working there essentially loved working there because of the social interaction that they would get in the office. And what was even bigger is people were gravitating towards WeWork and, you know, signing their companies up to work in the WeWork because of the culture and the camaraderie within the office and the social interaction. And now that, you know, it's just interesting to, to see how much, how, powerful that is and you know what's always interesting sam when i read those things like in the work from home environment this amount of employees feel like they've been more productive i really wonder have people been more productive in this environment than they really would be in a an actual office i don't know it's interesting i mean i think it depends on the person i definitely think so i love working from home i think Because I'm not by myself and I live with roommates and we all have a pretty collaborative style of working where, you know, Matt will walk out and take meetings in the living room and I'll hear his conversation. So I feel the buzz of an office without being in the office. That definitely helps. But even the little things, right? Little things that would be taboo in an office. If I'm feeling a little sleepy here, I just go and I rip out 50 push-ups. If I did that in an office... (laughs) 
I'd probably be fired, right? Like you can't do things like that. Where here, I feel like it's no big deal. It's obviously no big deal. It's fine. And it helps me refocus. It helps like get the blood flowing, wake me up and get me back into the zone. So I don't know. And I'm sure there's going to be plenty of studies on this past year and productivity and the amount of money saved versus who knows what's going to be coming out on top. But in my opinion, I I think this is a a fantastic realization that a lot of companies are going to have that their people, when given the correct tools and empowerment, can be successful on their own. I think this is an incredible time for me personally to know the leaders within my, my company, to know the people who are empowering others within the, the company and people that I want to associate myself with. I feel like we learned a lot about those types of people. And in the sense that for me personally, this is a time where I felt like I could grow as a leader and really show how I can help you know, bring people together or help run a project or an initiative or this and that. And you know what I mean? Not kind of like hide behind the computer, but in the sense that try to figure out different ways to connect people, whether that's through a happy hour or whether that's through one of these initiatives, you know, that I don't think there's been very good initiatives, not to anyone's fault, but you can't recreate having people be in person. Like there's no technology out there. I know Zoom and Teams are trying and I think they're okay, but I don't feel as though any of these companies really are doing a good job, not to their faults. You just, you can't recreate it. You can't make that, that experience virtual at this point in time. So no, I'm I don't saying, feel, I don't I'm feel saying that, at all. that like you're learning a lot about the people who are trying to bring people together, whether that's when you're in a meeting, Sam Panch, or you know, you're getting up there and you're asking what everyone's how they're doing, and you know, really bringing the the glue together to really show that you're a leader and show that you're going to stand out, just as if you would in the office, in the sense that you're going to like. I feel like a lot of people have kind of hid behind the fact that they're in their bedroom, not in front of people, and you really find who are the leaders and the drivers within the company that you work. Do you see what I mean? I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. The, I guess like a, a saying that one of my old basketball coaches used to say, Coach Juan, the cream rises to the top. You figure out when you know put into a pressure situation like this, who's gonna make that extra effort to sign through. I I want to add to one of your points, Parker, of about you know people hiding behind you know the camera or not turning their screens on or you know just kind of laying low because they're at home. I actually have found a unique opportunity to see many of my colleagues more as human beings hmm. because of this. I like that. I hear their dog barking. I hear their kid crying. I see, you know, that new light fixture that they got installed in their bedroom right behind them that wasn't there a week ago, right? I think while it's so weird that people are in your bedroom with you now working, I do think it allows us to have an intimate relationship with a lot of our colleagues where they open up to us a sense of vulnerability by letting us into their home, right? Like how many of your colleagues' houses did you go to before COVID? None, maybe one, right? Like I've maybe been to one or two of my friends, right? That I work with, you included. Now, every single day, you're going into multiple colleagues' homes. Back to your point about the leaders, getting to know the leaders at different companies, they're opening up your homes. You see their desks, you see their kids, you see pictures of their family, you see sports memorabilia, you see books, diploma, right? Like, I think it's very reassuring that people are willing, like, I get the whole fake background thing if you're in a messy place, 
but I love having my normal background. When I go into a meeting, someone's like, what's that above you? Oh, that's a bookshelf that I had created by an artist because I read on the Kindle and I like to remember the books I read, right? Like those little things of people learning about me and who I am are things that I think a positive that have come out of virtual meetings. Yeah, no, I, I love that. I think that's a great point. And it is nice to be able to see like some manager, someone that you think is like an authority position wearing a hat. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, he's wearing a hat. Cool. I'm going to take off my really <laughs> nice pullover and wear my t-shirt because I'm comfortable that way. It's going to be really interesting to see how much, uh, you know, when we go back into the office, if it's really going to be like business casual or is it just going to be casual? We'll see. I don't know yet. Maybe it'll change. Maybe it'll not. But I think one thing that I've struggled with and I feel like I've got, I'm getting better is just communication in general. Sometimes if, if you're on a smaller team or sometimes you're, you're feeling, you can feel a little disconnected to people that you work with and a lot of what I've done in the past is I work together with my team in the room. And if I have a question, I'm just like, boom, I ask the question and I get my answer right away. Whereas sometimes you just got to ping someone or you got to call them up. And sometimes I feel like there's a loss of communication in that regard when you don't have that formal meeting on the calendar because everyone's just so busy. I think that should be maybe next week's episode, Parker. So I don't even want to go down that road because we could talk about that for another 15 minutes is like, how there haven't been boundaries established with work and life because now every, everyone just expects you to be able to quickly log on or quickly do this or do that or check your phone, check your, right? Like, I don't know. Well, let's talk about that next week, but I, I don't know. You were bringing up that, that point and it got me thinking, All right. you know? No, that works. Okay, let's do that. Um, all right, so that leaves me on my quote. And, you know, take this quote with a grain of salt. It can relate to this conversation or not. It's said by Kenichi Omai. I have no idea who that is, but they sound like a very smart person based upon what they've said. And the quote is, rowing harder doesn't help if the boat is headed in the wrong direction. And I brought that up with the communication aspect in the sense that you could work as hard as you can, put all of your effort into one thing. But if you don't have clear communication, you don't have clear understanding about something, you could be going in the entire wrong direction. So I think in this work from home environment, continue to check in with the people that you're working with, continue to check in with whomever, not even just your colleagues to make sure that you're not putting this large amount of effort into something that literally is just going in the wrong direction. So I actually interpreted that quote a bit differently, Parker. Hell yeah. I th love that. I think a lot of something we talk about at Elevation Nation is there's a whole generation of college graduates over the next year and two or so who will have done their senior years all virtually and come into the working world totally virtually, yet these companies have adapted, I'm doing air quotes with a skeptical face, adapted their trainings for these virtual, you know, new hires. That adapting is pretty much just taking the same workshop and trying to figure out a way to make it be effective over Zoom. I think corporations are facing a huge issue where they have the boat, right? They have the training materials. It worked two years ago. Why wouldn't it work now? And they're putting people in this boat of training materials that worked in person and saying paddle. Yet these kids are going in the complete opposite direction. Reason being, the skill sets they're learning 
extremely effective when you can collaborate in person, joke around, have coffee during breaks and in-person meetings and, and talk about the problems you're solving that you and I did together, Parker, when we were trained to go into the corporate world, when we went down to Atlanta for a week to learn how to be better consultants and better business people, now they're trying to recreate that virtually. And really the skills that these neat kids need to be learning coming into the real world is, unfortunately, virtual communication, how to effectively communicate with other people because it is a different skill set. I mean, Parker, we're doing this podcast virtually right now. If you and I were together in person, we would be elbowing each other, bumping each other, telling each other when to stop. We'd read each other's body language better. We'd be joking. We'd be laughing, interrupting because that's a normal flow of conversation. Yeah. But now because of the lag, right, that every internet experience has, you have to delay, listen, and wait more. Also, if you, right? it's just, if I talk over you just like I just did now, people on the other side, a third party wouldn't be able to hear what you were saying or what I'm saying. That's just that's a little thing though. I there's yeah, so man, much, and the like, boats the boats going the wrong way though, right? Like they you're using the same training. I don't know. That's just I love that quote because it got me thinking all about that. You know, one more thing to add to that is okay. Let's think of it this way: if you have people getting trained the way that it was in the past and it's not setting them up for, you know, to be successful in the future, given that we're in this fully remote environment, but they're understanding that the business model of how things will work is going to change. Companies can't go back. I mean, we're going to go back to normal, but they can't go back because it's going to be a whole new world. So it'll be really interesting. Maybe Elevation Nation will be there to help them out, but this was way more than our fortitude in 15. This was fortitude in like 18, but... Wait, one more plug, Parker. What are we doing this week on Thursday evening? I know. I was going to plug that as well. Thank you for reminding me. You're welcome. This is a really big deal. Well, not big deal. Sam and I are having our first official speaking engagement with the University of Maryland Alumni Association. This is something that we are super excited for. We've been trying to prep something awesome, uh, and we think we got something awesome. So if you're a University of Maryland alumni, hit us up. We'll send you a link. Um, we'll also put the link in the description for the podcast, and we're going to be talking about how you just tackle your goals for the next month. So come join us. I know Sam's going to bring a lot more energy than I am, but I'm going to probably try to bring the humor because <laughs> Sam thinks he's funny. But I am funny. Put that on the record. All right. Love it. Bye, Elevation Nation. Peace. Hey, it's Parker again. Thanks for listening to Fortitude and 15 this week. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever it may be. If you want to join the nation and follow Sam and my journey, you can follow us at elevationnation.io. Or you can visit us on the web at www.elevationnation.io. DM us, text us, email us if you want to share your story, you have any ideas for the podcast, or if you think anyone else should join our conversations. Our intro is produced by Jay. Shoot him a follow on Instagram at produced by Jay. Thanks to our mentors, Rich Keller and David Hess for their constant support. Be sure to tune in for the next conversation. See you then.